Welcome back, back, back to Young Money Mindset, hosted by Luke Caricchia and Robbie Holdcross. From, from, from the ground up, where we talk about mindset, real estate, the hustle, and everything to help you achieve your dreams. And you're listening to Young Money Mindset. What's going on, everybody? Today, we have some great topics to chat about, um, some things me and Robbie have been thinking about these last couple weeks, and um, really just you know wanted to provide some value, hopefully, to you guys today and see um, you know if we can have a productive conversation here and uh, provide that value. So uh, with that being said, Robbie, kind of the first thing I wanted to bring up here is delayed gratification, but not delayed happiness. One thing I've been thinking a ton about um, is, you know, you look at a lot of successful people, right? And their mindset has always and kind of evolves over time. But in the beginning, I would say is definitely, you know, delaying gratification, um, but at the same time, not being able to delay that happiness. I think it is important to uh, to be happy kind of along the way. So what are your uh, thoughts on that, Robbie? Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with this. I know I struggle with this um, because I have this huge picture, this huge goal in mind. And I find myself a lot of the times just imagining myself in that place, you know, driving that Bentley, living in that multi-million dollar house instead you of a Bentley, bro? driving that Bentley. It's my screensaver. I will God, have it. Mark my man. words. You're it's, a luxury it's, man, man. Mark my words. I will get it. I'll be uh, in the cherry red Ferrari taking your doors off. Bro, I'm going to have both though. Not just <laughs> no. one. That's just coming first. That's the first step. Yeah. Um, but I find myself kind of like living in that fantasy land instead of, you know, enjoying the moment you listen to a lot of successful people and they'll tell you, you know, like, enjoy the grind. Because, like, when you make it, that's the shit you're going to miss, you know? Like, that was the, the fun part of it. And I find myself a lot of the times not having fun with it, you know? Not enjoying the Honda Accord that I drive, you know? Like, I just, like, these are all amazing things. We've accomplished good things. And I just, instead of, you know, focusing on that fantasy picture, focus on the now, you know? I don't know if I, if I told you I'm actually reading The Power of Now right now. Um, which is one that you suggested to me, and it's freaking killer. I mean, the, the way that puts you in, in your present. own head, yep. the way it makes you really focus on the present, which you don't realize how non-present you are until you're forced into that state. So if that's a book you guys haven't read, I'd 100% recommend it. I'm not even done with it yet, but it's amazing. Um, but I guess all I'm really trying to say is, I mean, for me anyways, I need to start – enjoying the grind of it more instead of just being like, when am I going to get there? You know, when is it going to happen? When is it actually going to pop? And it's like when that does pop, when it does happen, because it's going to, it's like, well, then what? Did I not enjoy the last five years of the grind to get there? It's like, no, hell yeah, I absolutely did, you know? And I, I think, you know, if you, you know, if you are listening to this, just rewind that that part right there with, you know, what Robbie said. And I, I think there's so much value to be, you know, provided in just that statement he said, um, I know what's going to happen. And that's that's one thing, too, is that claiming that success and, and knowing, kind of knowing deep down inside that you will eventually get there. It's just a matter of when, right? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people's mindset are, uh, man, I, I hope this, you know, I hope this works out. I, you know, I hope one day I can drive a Bentley or I can, uh, you know, have a nice house or whatever they're they're looking for in life. But I think there's just so much to be said about that. Um, you know, back to that that book you were just talking about, The Power of Now. I think that book in particular 
really does force you to get into that present moment. And yeah, you really, it absolutely does. Yeah, yeah, and you don't really think of like you don't really think that you're not living in the moment until I feel like that book kind of forces you to kind of realize that as you're as you're reading it and as you're hearing what they talk about in there. So if you haven't read that book, I think um, you should definitely check that out. Um, it's a really good book. I, I mean, I'm, I'm reading another one we can get into later, but um, hopefully that, you know, kind of shed some light on that original statement that I made that was, you know, delayed gratification, but not delayed happiness. And, you know, I've heard successful people tell me, you know, enjoy the grind, enjoy the grind. And uh, one thing I'll, I'll say right now, and this is just being 100% transparent and honest is I used to, um, you know, when I was probably like 20, 21, that statement, I just, I don't, I mean, for some reason, it, it was just like, it was always like, I always kind of went to the mindset of like, man, yeah, that's really easy for you to say, like, enjoy the grind when you're living in a nice house and you're right. like, enjoy those times, man. You're going to love. You forget you get- that they did it though, yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And then you realize like, oh shit, they were at one point yeah. where I'm at and they're kind of reflecting back and giving that, that honest advice. And I, I don't think there's anything you know, more, um, more to be said about that. I, I think it is true to, to try to enjoy that grind as much as possible. So, yeah. um, and another thing I've been thinking a lot about Robbie, and this is just something that has really kind of stuck with me. And one thing I've kind of noticed myself doing, um, that I'm really trying to get out of this, this kind of, uh, limbo or, or kind of, um, mindset, I guess you could say, but is, um, why do I judge people when I hate to be judged? And I, I think we're all guilty of it either at one point, you know, or another in life, or, you know, we look at people or, you know, we kind of get in that mindset of, oh, it must be nice or, whoa, it's me or whatever that little cliche saying is that, you know, you tell yourself as you're driving or as you, you pull up to someone's house or, you know, whatever that case is. But can you speak a little bit on that, Robbie? Like, you know, why do you think you judge people? Or I, I don't know if you do or, or don't. I'm sure at one point in your life you have. But um, w- when we hate to be judged, I think everyone at the end of the day hates to be judged. Yeah. Um, but can you kind of just riff a little bit on that and, and kind of give the audience something, um, you know, kind of what your two cents is on that? Yeah. And I mean, I everybody does it, you know, whether it's conscious or subconscious. And i I feel like I really do try to make an effort to understand that you have zero clue what anybody's ever been through in their life, what they've been through in their day, what's going on in their relationships, where they've been in the past half hour. You know, you don't know if they got stuck in a trail. Like, you have no idea what's happened to somebody in their life. And for you to to make a, a prejudgment before you know them on a deeper level is just, it's it's wrong, you know? And, and another thing, you know, you say you hate being judged. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard this quote, but what other people think of you is absolutely none of your business. It's none of your business, you know? And I feel like, so taking other people's judgment to heart, um, I mean, another really good book that kind of touches on stuff like that is, is The Four Agreements, which I know we've talked about on here before. Speaking of that real quick, I um, I don't know if you've heard of The Fifth Agreement. I have, but I have not read it. I just started that one. The fifth agreement is be skeptical. Okay. And that is something I, I would definitely recommend to you yeah. as well, especially, you know, you, Robbie, yeah. here, because that, that fifth agreement, too, kind of makes everything tie into each yeah. other. And being skeptical is is definitely something yeah. I think. And I don't know if you knew this. That's actually, the four agreements is actually what's on my screensaver. So the four no. of them are um, be impeccable with your word, don't make assumptions, don't take anything personally, and always do your best. So I feel like... 
I mean, if if you're doing those things, I mean, you will live a higher quality life. I mean, that's guaranteed. Absolutely. You know? no, no doubt about that. Yeah. And I, I think really, too, you know, that 7-Eleven rule, I don't know if you've heard of the 7-Eleven rule is the first seven seconds, they say, or is it, it's either first seven seconds, people make 11 judgments or hmm. people make, um, and this is just subconsciously, some some people don't even realize they're doing it. Yeah. But they say a lot of, you know, that 7-Eleven rule, I've heard a lot of it in sales, but um, it just kind of goes back to like that perception is reality thing. When you, when you meet someone for the very first time, um, you kind of make a, um, not an accurate judgment, but everyone kind of, I, I think, you know, kind of makes some sort of determination, whether that's just even something as simple as like, is this a trustworthy person? Yeah. Or not, and right? as humans, I feel like our, you know, we have a pretty good sense of that. Yeah. Even when you're in a room with somebody like that, I feel like, um, and well, I feel like part of that as well is, especially in real estate is like, how do you carry yourself? You know? So when you're walking into a listing appointment, when you're walking into a buyer consultation, they're judging you right away, right away, especially if that's the first time you've seen them, just like you said, that Seven Eleven rule. So it's, how are you going to carry yourself and present yourself w- with confidence in that character, you know, because that's what people look at. That's what they see. That's what they sense, you know. Um, and I feel like as, as humans, we put off frequencies and I feel like, you know, you can feel those frequencies. And, and I agree with what you said. I mean, I feel like when you meet someone for the first time, you'd be like, this is somebody I trust or somebody I don't. And that's, you know, that's within the first few seconds, it almost seems yeah, like. Yeah, or even, you know, in real estate, you know, I've I've uh, I've had that that feeling of people kind of trying to feel me out and see, like, does this person really have my best interest in mind? Yeah. Or are they just here for a commission, right? Right. I had a client call me actually the other day just to kind of go off on a little side story here. Um, they told me, they're like, hey, Luke, I'm, you know, I really want to get into real estate. I appreciate everything you did. Um, you know, um, you know, they're looking at the, the real estate market and they're just kind of got a little bit of FOMO and they're thinking about making a massive career change and getting yeah. into real estate. And, um, you know, they were telling me that they really don't, ha- they're really not in a, in a position to make that move just yet. And I, I feel like there might be people, you know, listening to this podcast that either want to get into real estate or may, you know, maybe down the, down the road they are. Um, but one thing I, I advise that person to do is I said, um, when you do get into real estate, just make sure, and I, I know I've said this, uh, I'm probably going to go down as the, the king of saying, you know, to have reserves, the obvious statement, <laughs> but it's so true because I feel like so much, you know, so many people that do get into real estate that fail, you know, within that two year, I forgot the exact statistic. It's the turnover rate. I think it's, what is it, 80% within two years out of the industry after yeah, their license? 80, yeah. yeah, 80% in the first two years, you know, yep. aren't selling houses after that time period. So, um, and I really, what I think that's attributed to, uh, or at least a lot of it is what I call commission breath, right? And that kind of ties into what we were just saying is like, you know, if you do have those reserves, you don't really have that commission breath where, you know, I, I can fire a client, you know, yeah. I, I can, you know, pick and choose really who I work with. And I feel like that does go, um, you know, that, that kind of does put off that energy or that yeah. vibe where you're kind of confident in what you do and you believe in your value. Yeah. And that even just attracts more clients to you, I feel like, yeah. where, you know, the flip side of that is if, you know, you do have that commission breath, I call it, it's like, <laughs> man, you know, people are just going to be turned away and you could be the best realtor out there. You could have tons of value to provide them, but just maybe your frequency, your vibe, your energy is just not on par with yeah. what they're looking for. So, I feel like in, in sales too, I mean, you can tell when people are desperate, you know, I mean, Absolutely. that's right off the bat. You can almost feel it. It's that frequency, you yeah. know, it's one yeah, of those you, things. You definitely can. And, you know, one thing I've, I've told a lot of people too, is like, you know, sales is the only job really where you get, 
every day, you know, you know, if you did what you didn't, you know, you know, if you did what you needed to do, or if you didn't, you know, yep. there's no hiding in sales, there's no, um, you know, kind of coming in, maybe a little under the weather, a little hungover, and just kind of bouncing throughout your day. Yep. If you continue that long enough, then you know, that will show in your results. And, yeah. and unfortunately, I think that's why maybe some people aren't in sales after two years, or it might even hold some folks back from even getting into sales because they don't want to go through that or yeah. they don't have that confidence to do it. So people are really scared of the of the commission life, you know. And for me, it's perfect. I love it. You know, I can wake up and decide what I want to do every day. Um, but like you said, on those days where I don't do those money making activities, I go to bed and I feel like shit. You know, I lit- like I'm like okay, I act like I want all these things. I say I want all these things. I express that I want all these things. I work like I want all these things most of the time. But when I don't, I feel it and yeah. I know it. You I know? do too. I do too. And I, I think that's one of the biggest things I struggle with is, is um, you know, being able to take days off and not feel guilty. Right. And um, I, I, you know, I heard Andy Frisilla talk about it. I'm, um, I follow his podcast pretty religiously. And one thing they talk a lot about is, you know, or even I think Goggins actually talks a lot about this as well. But he's like, never take a day off that's not scheduled. Like never, never, never take a day off that's not scheduled because when you do, then it kind of starts putting you into this mindset of, um, you know, if you're feeling it, if you're not feeling it, you Mm -hmm. know, and 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 it's a downward spiral. It's a bad habit that I honestly, I found myself in this loop lately. I have, you know, and I don't, I don't work Monday through Friday. Like I did for the first five, six months, you know, um, granted I do work most Saturdays and Sundays. So I probably realistically you know, take one and a half. To, yeah, I, I yeah. work the hours balance out. But like, I mean, you know, if I scheduled my days off, I know you just recently kind of started blocking out your days off, which I need to start doing. But it's in real estate and especially when you don't have, you know, a set schedule and a set boss and, and a mentor that's telling you, hey, you need to be here from this time to this time. It's really easy for that negative mindset to kick in to be like, no, you know what? I'd rather just kick it today, you know? Exactly, it's, yeah. It starts creeping in, and then, you know, you kind of justify it. You know, a lot of people justify it, you know, in, in whatever way. And I, I feel like that problem, too, only gets harder and harder to do as you become more successful because it is easier, right? If you if you do have these reserves that I always talk about or if you do have, you know, closings, if you do have escrows, it's really easy to be like, well, I'm, I'm getting paid anyway. Yeah, I got a paycheck I mean, coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm going to be good for the next six months anyway. Yeah, so I'm cool. Why yeah. does it matter? You know, yeah. but, you know, you start feeling those effects 6, 12, 18, 24 months down the line. And then that's where it kind of the, the cycle restarts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so switching gears, I actually listened to a um, neurologist, I believe. Um, not the best, um, not the best person <laughs> to speak on uh, on any of that kind of things. But um, one thing that I took away from their conversation was, um, controlling your, your impulses and what their quote was, um, controlling, uh, impulsive control in your logical brain rather than your emotional brain. So as human, as human beings, we're all, we're all emotional to some degree. And I think sales sometimes kind of beats the emotions out of you in a sense where, uh, especially in real estate, you know, you can't really get real emotional, you know, um, my fiance just got licensed and she just kind of went through her first, um, you know, client that was, you know, sounded like a done deal. Then all of a sudden push came to <laughs> shove and, you know, he's not a real buyer and yep. wasted all this time. And it's very easy to get in a negative mindset. But 
um, you know, it's you can't get emotional over those things. Otherwise, they'll hold you back. Yeah, and, and uh, that'll put you down for a long time until unless you just you got to keep moving past it. And if you dwell on it, it just it's a downward spiral from there. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's really you know the way I was trying to explain it to her was you know you got to think logically that you know think about it if you not every person you speak with that you think is either going to be a buyer or seller or they're going to do some form of business with you is going to work out. You know sometimes. You know, every intention they have is good. Every intention you have is good. But sometimes life happens. You know, yeah. things happen, and and people don't work out. How many so. how many done deals have you lost out on, Luke? Oh, <laughs> I quit counting, man. Honestly, I was calculating the other day. I found myself sitting there calculating my missed out commissions for the year, and I was like, Oh my god, why did I even do that? Yeah. I, you know. Yeah, um, and it, I mean, we all do it, but it's just it, it's something that you know it's so it's so easy to do because you're like, man, only if this would have happened or if this would have worked out or you know that you know probate wouldn't have delayed everything yep. that I've been you know this loan about. denial, this yeah yeah whatever. this inspection. There's just so many little things, especially in our industry, that'll throw you off the rocker and throw a deal in the trash. That's a done deal, you yeah. know. Yeah, and <laughs> a paycheck that you already had in your account in your mind, you know, I and know. it's gone. <laughs> My our mentor Ben, um, one time I went to him and uh, I was like, "Hey man, this is like this is what I plan on doing." And uh, he looked at me and he's like, "So you're spending the money that you don't even have that you know is coming?" Yeah, <laughs> like, like, man, <laughs> I was, you know, I was calculating escrows and 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 trying to figure out and basically spending money that I didn't have that I knew theoretically would have would have came but you know like we were just saying it, it's never a done deal until it's closed and recorded so um yeah i mean i i think you know hopefully that that kind of breaks down everything and kind of shows you guys a little bit of where you know my head's at and kind of what robbie's thinking and and hopefully you know it comes across transparent and honest um because that's you know that's really what we're here for at the end of the day so um, any other parting shots, anything that you wanted to bring to the audience today, Robbie? Just just be happy now. Enjoy that grind now because you're going to miss it when you make it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I think that's a perfect ending statement as well, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. We hope you guys are out there crushing it and uh, making today uh, a present day <laughs> and a good day. Thank Heck you, guys. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you on the next one.